Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, certified strength and conditioning specialist, sports nutritionist, and a certified pre- and postnatal coach with the Natty Hour. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Legion and the Natty Hour. Legion is an evidence-based supplement company that takes pride in ensuring that all products are backed by peer-reviewed scientific literature and are dosed at clinically effective levels. If you've been following me long enough, you know that I'm not one to push something that I don't believe in, especially supplements. But the fact that Legion has gone to great lengths to ensure such quality products is the reason why I have partnered up with them. If you are interested in learning more, be sure to visit legionathletics.com. You will also receive 20% off your first order if you use my code Jansen, J-A-N-Z-E-N, at checkout. Further information and links are in the show notes. Also, a huge shout out to The Natty Hour, which is my online coaching business that I run with my husband, Kyle Jansen. We exist to serve the drug-free strength and fitness community, from those who embody the discipline and determination to pursue the highest level of competition naturally, to those looking to improve their overall health and lifestyle. Our athletes range from being elite bodybuilders to the new mom looking to prioritize her health amongst a hectic schedule. Be sure to visit thenattyhour.com to learn more. Thank you so much for supporting the More Than a Physique podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode on your social media. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 102. Officially, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy new year. I hope that everybody enjoyed their holiday season and I wanted to welcome you back to another season of the More Than a Physique podcast. Since we are kicking off the new year, I thought that this would be a great opportunity for us to discuss strategies to sustain your motivation so that way you actually accomplish your new year's goals longer than mid-February. You know, a lot of people do think that they fall off track in the middle of February. While this may be the case for a lot of people, there are some studies that suggest that those who take the time to strategize efficiently, they have the ability to stick to their goals longer than that. There's some research that shows that there are resolutioners who were able to stick to their goals six months after the new year. So why does this happen? Why are some groups of people so motivated that they are able to stick to their goals longer than mid-February while others fall off track 
right away. And I think it's because we aren't taking the time to strategize our goal setting. You know, this is the first step. So while we are going to focus on talking a little bit more in depth as to how you can sustain your motivation, our first step before motivation comes down to creating a goal hierarchy for yourself. You know, a lot of people, they keep things very surface level, right? They set what are known as intermediate goals for themselves. And this provides a general direction. Such examples of intermediate goals may be to lose weight, maybe go to the gym more, maybe get more active. Obviously, you can take the principles and concepts that we are learning about today and apply them to other areas of your life, such as your family, relationships, career, and what have you. But obviously, we are going to keep things more health and fitness driven with our examples. So if we utilize the common goal that a lot of people have during this time of year, which is to either lose weight or get fit or prioritize their health, a lot of people kind of stop there and then they list out a bunch of tasks that are going to allow them to accomplish that goal. But if you aren't digging a little bit deeper and asking yourself, why do I need to accomplish this intermediate goal? This is why it is so easy for a lot of people to fall off their goals by mid-February because they aren't taking the time to set what are known as superordinate goals. And this is more so an identity-based goal. It heightens the meaning as to why you are doing what you are doing. Like ask yourself right now, why do you need to lose weight? Why do you need to get healthier? Why do you wanna be more fit? If you don't know your why and your purpose as to why you're trying to accomplish these things, it's very easy to allow lack of motivation to cause you to get discouraged where you ultimately quit. So this is step number one, is heightening your meaning and creating an identity-based goal behind what you're trying to accomplish. So a good example of identity-based goals is to maybe be an athlete, to be a healthy person. And the reason why you want to create some type of identity behind your surface level goal is because in those moments where you do experience a lack of motivation, you can revert back to your purpose and ask yourself, well, if I don't feel like going to the gym today, is this something that a healthy person would do? Is this something that an athletic person would do? Would a fit person say no to having a salad and binge on donuts instead? And when you take it a step further, in those moments of not feeling like doing something, you can prove to yourself that the identity-based goal that you've set up for yourself is the person that you are wanting to be. So in those moments where you wanna skip the gym, asking yourself, well, would an athlete skip the gym? And if the answer is no, you owe it to yourself to focus on actually going to the gym in those moments of not feeling like it. So that's step number one here, is to create an identity-based goal for yourself so you can heighten your meaning, so you know why you are doing what you are doing, versus just saying, I need to lose weight this year. Taking it a step further and asking yourself, why do I need to lose weight this year? That's what's gonna allow you to make that goal a reality. So this hierarchy, it gives you meaning. It keeps you focused and motivated, which is important when we don't feel like doing something. 
After that, the last piece of the puzzle with your goal hierarchy is to set specific tasks. Now, this is where we want to get very specific, right? We want to focus on specific points of action. So we know what our why is. That's the top piece of the hierarchy, our identity-based goal. Then we have our surface level intermediate goal, right? So our identity-based goal, for an example here, is to be an athlete or to be a healthy person. Our intermediate goal, the middle piece, is where we want to focus on losing weight. So it provides a general direction. The last piece of the puzzle is to set very specific points of action, very specific tasks for yourself that are gonna allow you to accomplish your goal. So what I mean by this, say we wanna lose weight, right? Well, what tasks do we need to do on a day-to-day -day basis that are going to allow us to accomplish that goal? And we wanna be super specific here. An example would be, I'm gonna do 45 minutes of exercise Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays at 5 p.m. for 45 minutes. Another example is, I am gonna consume 20 grams of protein three to five times a day during the week. I'm gonna include two to three servings of fruits and vegetables into my day. So those are very specific tasks that we wanna focus on implementing on a day-to-day -day basis. And then I would have multiple tasks where you don't just have one thing, right? I need to hit my macros for the day. What other tasks do you need to prioritize in order for you to accomplish your long-term goal? When we have multiple tasks, it keeps us focused on our overall identity-based goal because we have options to kind of cycle through, right? So say for whatever reason, you can't hit your macros because you're going out for dinner with your spouse or you're going to a wedding. So hitting your macros is just not an option. By you having other areas and other things, other tasks to focus on for that day, it allows you to still feel like you're in the driver's seat and you're moving that needle forward. When you are picking these tasks, let's talk about how you can be more strategic with which tasks are going to allow you to be successful in comparison to other ones. There are three different tasks that we're gonna focus on today. I want you to focus on implementing approach tasks, flexible tasks, and process tasks. These we'll talk about a little bit more in depth here. So. Approach tasks is where you focus on asking yourself, what do I want to add more into my life? A lot of people tend to gravitate towards implementing avoidance tasks in comparison to approach tasks. So what do I mean by this? Say an example is one of your goals that you want to focus on is improving your nutrition. An avoidance task would be where you're focusing on eliminating specific things. So say you want to improve your nutrition. You would say to yourself, I'm going to eliminate sugar. I'm going to eliminate gluten. I'm going to eliminate eating out. I'm going to eliminate alcohol. While there's nothing wrong with focusing on these things, I would encourage you instead to have more of an inclusion-based mindset. This is an approach task where you ask yourself, what can I include more into my life? So if you want to improve your nutrition, we can focus on including more water, including more protein, including more fruits and vegetables. 
shifting your focus on things that you can include into your diet in comparison to excluding from your diet is what is known as an approach task. And there has been research that shows that people tend to have a higher success rate when they focus on including things that add value into their life versus trying to turn their entire life upside down by excluding all of these things that they enjoy. You naturally taking the time to include more protein, water, fruits, and vegetables, you're probably naturally going to exclude some of those other things without even having to try, but you're not creating this exclusion mindset where you're restricting yourself to the point where you feel like I can't have sugar, I can't have alcohol, I can't eat out. Those things are naturally going to go down when you create the habit for yourself of including more healthy foods into your day. The next task specific strategy is where you focus on having more flexible tasks in comparison to rigid tasks. You know, a lot of people who set up rigid tasks for themselves, it's very black and white mentality, good or bad. There's no gray area. So an example of that is if you follow a meal plan, well, what if you go into the office one day and your boss brings in pizza and you can't have any of that pizza because it's not on your meal plan? What happens here is people, they either restrict themselves and follow the meal plan and they feel like they're missing out and maybe they binge on the pizza later because their willpower eventually runs out or maybe they do have the pizza at the office, but they feel guilty afterwards because the pizza wasn't on their meal plan. So people have this black and white mentality where they're either on the meal plan or they're off the meal plan. And often when people go off the meal plan, they go off the rails. This is a rigid mentality that we wanna to try to avoid when we're setting up specific tasks for ourselves. Instead, try to focus on having more flexible tasks. There's a lot of gray area here, but we're not chasing perfection. You know, flexible tasks as well too, they tend to have a higher success rate because you have the skill set to have some pizza because you don't feel guilty. You don't feel like you're on or off the plan because it's not black and white. Having a flexible task mentality can be very effective. The last one here is process tasks in comparison to outcome tasks. Process related tasks is where you focus on processes to achieve a given outcome. Whereas outcome related tasks is only when you are focused on results. You can't control the outcome unless you control your processes. So an example of this is where somebody is constantly paying attention to the scale. The number on the scale is an outcome, whereas the habits that you're implementing for yourself, the processes that you're implementing yourself, mastery of those skills is what's going to allow you to achieve that desired outcome. But if all we are doing is paying attention to that number on the scale and we aren't taking the time to audit our processes and objectively analyzing how we are doing with that mastery of those new skills to allow us to achieve a desired outcome, of course, we're never actually going to get there. So we have to take a step back and understand that process related tasks are way more important. And if we master those things, the outcome is naturally going to be the byproduct. So an example of this is where you're learning how to track your macros. This is a new skill, right? Where you need to focus more so on trying to get better at that skill 
you're not gonna be good at it in your first couple of weeks of a new program. This is very normal, but you can't get upset that the scale didn't go down if you're not doing a good job of tracking your macronutrients. So taking the time to more so focus on mastery of your new skills that you're implementing for yourself is gonna be way more productive in comparison to just fixating your time and your effort and your energy onto these outcome-related tasks. So now that we understand how to set up our goal setting for ourselves, how we can strategically set up our identity-based goals, and then that way we can make sure that the tasks are more strategic in nature. Now we need to ask ourselves, how can we facilitate behavior change? And obviously this is gonna come through heightened and sustained motivation. When it comes to sustaining motivation, that's what's going to allow us to facilitate that behavior change that you're looking for so you can accomplish and stick to your goals and your new habits for yourself longer than mid-February. Now, a good understanding that we want to have here is that motivation operates on a spectrum. We have a higher quality of motivation and a lower quality of motivation. A high quality of motivation is where our motivators are going to be more intrinsic in nature. That's where we feel motivated to do something simply because intrinsically we want to do it. It adds value to us internally. On the lower end of the spectrum, where we have a lower quality of motivation, this is where our motivators are more extrinsic in nature. That's where we receive external validation. And when those things are our motivators, this is where sustained motivation often is an issue. So this is something you have to do when you feel like you are extrinsically motivated. And this is where it comes back to you identifying your identity-based goal, right? Why are you doing these things? Why do you need to lose weight? Is it because you want to, or is it because you have your doctor telling you to? If you have your doctor telling you to, or you wanna look good in a bikini, or if you have any other extrinsically related purposes as to why you need to lose weight, you can understand that sustaining the goal of actually losing weight isn't gonna last unless you take the time to transition that motivator to be more intrinsic in nature. And there's nothing wrong with your motivator being extrinsic in nature in the beginning. This often is a great way to get the ball rolling for a lot of people. If you wanna look good in a swimsuit this summer and that gets you to go to the gym and tracking your food and taking care of yourself, by all means, that's a good thing, but we have to take some time to understand that that is gonna die off unless we focus on actively trying to evolve our purpose and heighten our meaning as to why we are doing this. So take some time to ask yourself, like, why am I doing all of this? If it's to look good in a bikini, great, but what can I transition to in the future where it's going to allow me to feel a little bit more motivated intrinsically? For myself, like, I wanna be able to be as healthy as possible when I'm 90 years old. I want to mitigate as much pain as I know that we're all gonna be in when we're old. I want my grandkids to struggle to keep up to me one day. All of those things heighten my purpose so that I stick to the goals now. That's an example of how I have transitioned my goals where, you know, at first it was to build some muscle, look good in a bikini, compete in a bodybuilding show. These are all great extrinsic motivators to allow me to take care of myself. But over time, that meaning has evolved that it has allowed me to sustain my motivation where I don't really have many external goals as to why I'm continuing to track my food and go to the gym regularly. 
I'm looking way into the future and that's what allows me to sustain my motivation. So taking the time to ask yourself, what are those surface level goals that you want to accomplish? I want to be fit. I want to lose weight. Great. How can you transition those purposes where they are more intrinsic in nature? So there is a strategic way that we can focus on doing this, where we can create more intrinsic motivation for ourselves. And this is where we want to take some time to chase specific psychological needs of a given task. So if you need to lose weight, those tasks that allow you to do that, right? That's where you're going to the gym three to, day, three to five days a week. That's where you're tracking your food. That's where you're prioritizing your sleep. That's where you're staying hydrated. Those are tasks that allow you to accomplish your goal. There are three psychological needs that we want to attach to these specific tasks. So that way we can create intrinsic motivation. So three psychological needs that we want to ask are, do these tasks have a level of autonomy? Do they give me competence? And is there relatedness? So autonomy is feeling a sense of authentic choice of what you are doing, right? Do you have the independence to make specific choices? An example of this is where maybe the task is, I need to eat healthy. Do you have the independence of the types of foods that you are selecting? Or are you following a meal plan of specific meals that your coach prefers and you don't really enjoy them, right? You don't really have authentic choice of what you are consuming if you're following a meal plan that somebody else created for you and the meals that you don't really enjoy. So with their tasks, we wanna make sure that there is a level of autonomy attached to them. Another example is your exercise selection. There are thousands of exercise variations out there. You are not subject to just doing the squat, bench, and deadlift forever. If for whatever reason you hate those exercises, you need to have the level of independence for your exercise selection. That's gonna give you a level of autonomy so that way you can feel intrinsically motivated to work out. The next psychological need that we wanna prioritize for given tasks is competence. Do you feel capable of achieving your desired outcome? And you know what? Competence is something that is gonna come in time. If you're new to the gym, of course you're not gonna feel competent. You've never been there before. You don't know what you're doing, but understanding that your level of competence will increase in time as long as you stay consistent and you prioritize the level of autonomy and enjoyment with what you are doing, that competence factor is a byproduct that will follow. So we wanna be aware of this and understand that in time, our level of competence does play a role in our ability to feeling intrinsically motivated to complete a task. The last one here and probably the most important one is relatedness. Now this is where we feel connected to others. You know, we need to feel understood and supported. If you don't feel supported by your spouse, this is gonna be an uphill battle for you to feel intrinsically motivated to do a given task. So if a task is you need to eat healthy and your spouse is constantly trying to get you to eat out, trying to get you to drink wine multiple times during the week and is making you feel bad because you aren't participating in these typical scenarios. You know, you're not gonna feel supported if that happens long enough. Of course, you are gonna fall off of the tasks that you wanna do to accomplish your long-term goals. And that's a tough one, right? You know, this does happen with your coworkers as well too. So understanding that your social circle matters, it makes a big difference. And obviously if your husband or wife is not being supportive, it's not like you can go divorce them, especially if that's their only flaw. 
but it may mean that you may need to have some difficult conversations. You know, just going to your husband and saying like, hey, hon, you know what? I love our wine nights. I love our day nights, but I hired this coach. I have some health-related goals that I really want to prioritize this year. It costed a lot of money, and I really want to give this an honest go. I need your support, and this is what I need from you to support me. You really need to have those conversations with your spouse, with your support system, because they're not going to understand. You can't expect them to understand. They don't understand that your coach is having you do different things that are outside of your typical date nights that you're having with your significant other. You need to lay it out for them and then ask them for the support that you need. Taking the time then to try to find other areas in your life where you can surround yourself with a supportive community is going to be essential. Maybe it's going to a yoga class where you can surround yourself with like-minded people, going to a CrossFit class, maybe just smiling to the people that you see every single day at your local gym and asking people to work out with you or go for a hike, you know, making new connections so that way you can create the environment that you need to have a level of relatedness so you actually adhere to a given task. Auditing these three psychological needs for every single one of your goals is a lot of work. I know you're listening to this and you're like, holy cow, Kristen, this is a lot of work. I just want to focus on losing some weight and uh, going to the gym and eating my food and that's all I want to prioritize. That's great. And some people, maybe that's all that they need to be successful. For the vast majority of people, life is hard. Life is not easy. We have to create the environments that we need as well as the mindsets that we need in order for us to be successful. So it may take time to get there, but this is a step in the right direction if you actually take a day or two and actually plan this out for yourself. I actually do have a worksheet available. If anybody is interested in taking the time to develop these goals for themselves so you're very successful in 2024, send me an email and I'd be happy to email that worksheet over to you. No strings attached. I just desperately want to see you succeed this year and not feeling like you're having to start over again this time next year and just set the same goals for yourself year after year after year. That's not what life is about. Life is about growing and the saddest place that we can be this time next year is at the exact same spot. So take a day or two. It's not gonna take that long, but it does take a little bit of extra time take a day or two to take your goal setting very seriously so that way you're setting new goals for yourself next year and you're continuing to evolve and grow as a human. All right, team, that about wraps up this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, if you found it helpful as a thank you to me, please do me a huge favor and be sure to share this on your social media. Maybe share it with your friends and family. And if you haven't already, please be sure to go leave this episode a review on iTunes. It really helps me out. It helps other people find the episode so we can ensure that we help more people just like this episode was able to help you. So thank you all. I look forward to chatting with you all again very soon. But until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.